right now I'm going to be in conversation uh, with a Professor Stephen Friedman. He is the Professor of Political Studies at the University of Johannesburg. Last week, Friday, saw the highly publicized meeting between EFF leader Julius Malema and former President Jacob Zuma at Nkandla in KwaZulu-Natal. And of course, that meeting ended without any official details being given about what exactly was being discussed at that meeting. But of course, over the weekend, we've seen different reports which say that Malema was there to try and speak to the former president to convince him to appear before the Zondo Commission of Inquiry. And of course, all sorts of claims being made about the regrouping of different factions and allies in a bid to oust the current president, Cyril Ramaphosa. Well, Professor Friedman, thankfully, I don't need to make sense of it, but you might help us understand what is at play. What did you make, first of all, of uh, the announcement of that tea meeting as, as it's been phrased now? Yeah, thanks, Cathy. Look, I think the interesting point for all of us is the fact that it was announced. Mm. Um, we, we know that uh, the two have been talking um, for quite some time now. Uh, we know that if Julius Malema wants to persuade Jacob Zuma to appear before the Zondo Commission, he doesn't have to take a delegation to Nkandla to do that. Mm. He can pick up the phone and discuss it with him. So clearly they were trying to send a signal in public. And quite frankly, whatever was discussed, I suspect that the signal they were trying to send was <coughs> to, that the president ought to be frightened. Uh, I think they were trying to scare the president uh, mm. uh, by saying, look, you know, uh, the EFF is getting together with your most obvious opponent in the ANC. Uh, we're going to work together uh, and that is going to create huge problems for you. Uh, I assume that was what it was about. Uh, it's quite possible that the meeting didn't go as well as the two sides hoped it would. Uh, and the reason for saying that, of course, is you point out that no statement was issued afterwards. But before they went into the meeting, we were promised a very important statement. Mm. So clearly there was a hope, possibly from the EFF side, uh, that it would produce something dramatic like Jacob Zuma saying, yes, I'll go to the Zondo Commission, which didn't materialize. But that shouldn't detract from the major issue, which is that contrary mm. to what a lot of people seem to think, uh, I mean, certainly since 2019, um, Julius Malema uh, and uh, Jacob Zuma have really been on the same side of the argument. Mm. So this is really two people, uh, or two, you know, two politicians with similar objectives getting together to decide how to pursue those objectives. Of course, one of the things that we've previously seen, and this is to the point that you're raising, that they've been more aligned previously than not. But in the in the last couple of years, we have seen Julius Malema make very strong statements about Jacob Zuma uh, and about his approach and, you know, not least among which is the Zonda Commission of Inquiry. And uh, when the president first signaled that he had issues with the commission and did not want to give evidence before um, Justice Raymond Zonda, Julius Malema was one of those who said, well, he has to appear. He doesn't, you know, there's no reason for him to come up with all sorts of of excuses because South Africans deserve answers. So from a public perception, there seems to be a changing dynamic in their relationship. Are you, do you believe that perhaps we're, we're back to where we were 
um, you know, this is pre-EFF days between Julius Malema and the former president? Well, I don't know whether it's quite that, but we're certainly moving close to that. Look, the problem uh, which which I can understand that people have is that Mr. Malema's statements on this issue, on, on Mr. Zuma, have been very contradictory. Um, you quote particular statements he's made, which, of course, he did make. Mm. Uh, he also said that uh, Jacob Zuma is being bullied by the Zondo Commission and we need to protect him. Uh, so I think what's going on there, as, as I read it, is we need to remember that, uh, which I think was misunderstood at the time, uh, the, 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 the time when the EFF was campaigning very loudly against Jacob Zuma, that was personal. Okay, uh, mm. Mr. Zuma was the reason why Julius Malema is no longer in the ANC. He had him uh, put before a disciplinary committee and expelled. And uh, Mr. Malema doesn't like that for very obvious reasons. And uh, for that reason, uh, uh, you know, he was hostile for a long time to, to Jacob Zuma. On the other hand, they're, they're on the same side of the argument in the sense that uh, you know, if you look at the EFF campaign against Praveen Gordon, uh, it's uh, very much the sense of people close to the president are coming after us. Uh, the EFF has been in the spotlight about uh, its funding from Carnilinx, which is this tobacco company, which has uh, appeared in reports about uh, illegal cigarette smuggling. Uh, it's also got the VBS issue. Uh, and clearly the EFF still feels uh, quite threatened uh, by the Ramaphosa group, and of mm-hmm. course, so does Jacob Zuma. So <laughs> it becomes a question of, you know, how do you work together with people who are in the same situation with you uh, when the person you're supposed to work with is the person who, who threw you out of the mm-hmm. organization you were president of the Youth League of? And I think that's why we're seeing the contradictory issues. But I think at bottom, uh, what they're discovering uh, is that, uh, you know, as the Zondo Commission unfolds, uh, that they uh, that they see themselves on the same side, and that's why they were able to spend an afternoon talking to each other in Uganda. And Professor Stephen Friedman, we're going to continue our conversation after this a quick break. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays 9 a.m. till midday. All right, so we're continuing our conversation with Professor Stephen Friedman. We're reflecting on uh, last week Friday's meeting in Nganda between uh, former President Jacob Zuma, EFF leader Julius Malema, and we also had um, the ANC's Mzwandile Masina there, advocate Dalimpofu there, um, as, as part of that meeting. I'm keen to hear your own reflections on it. The number to dial 011-714-2006. That's 011-714-2006. Uh, you can use that to get in touch with us on the WhatsApp line. It's 0614-104-107. And on Twitter, it's at SFM Radio, the hashtag SFM Talking Point. Professor Friedman, one of the things that you've mentioned is that that meeting could have taken place without the glare of the public. And so it was intentional that things played out the way that they did. And you've said that um, this could well be a signal to the incumbent, uh, who is Ramaphosa, to be scared. To be scared of what? Well, to be scared, you know, uh, I've been arguing for a long time that the power and of the EFF and the power of Jacob Zuma and his faction are, are, are being exaggerated uh, by everybody who participates in the debate. But if you buy that exaggeration, mm. well, then he ought to be worried because there's a very powerful EFF. 
Uh, and uh, just about every day I see some sort of media report telling me that Cyril Ramaphosa has got two or three days left in office because Mr. Makhashule is coming after him uh, on behalf of Mr. Zuma. Um, so so if, you, if you buy into that, and politicians tend to buy into what the media says about them, particularly when it's what they want to hear, uh, then Mr. Ramaphosa should be very frightened of... Uh, the very powerful EFF and the very powerful Zuma faction getting, getting together. Uh, but if you look a bit beneath the surface, I mean, it's a very good question you ask because it's not quite clear to me what they should be frightened of. The EFF's mm. position, as I say, the EFF's position on these issues has been repeated time and time again since 2019. So there's no change there. Uh, you know, Mr. Zuma's position is well known. Uh, so the fact that they're talking to each other and the fact that they might agree or might have agreed on Friday to coordinate a bit and, and uh, consult each other about what they do and, and so forth, which is all very possible, um, is, is not particularly frightening. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you look at it from the EFS perspective, um, the one thing which hasn't been considered is that this could actually cost the EFS. Uh, and what I have in mind here is that a chunk of the EFF vote, and I obviously can't put a figure on it, but uh, you know, quite a few people who vote for the EFF uh, are in fact um, middle-class voters who are angry with corruption in the ANC and who see the EFF as the only alternative. Uh, those voters very much dislike Mr. Zuma, and he's the main reason why they vote for the EFF in the first place. So if it's the EFF, you are seen to be publicly working uh, with the person who uh, a section of your voters don't want you to work with, then obviously that could cost you votes. How many votes, we don't mm. know. Mm. Uh, but I think that it's more likely to cost them those votes than to uh, gain them votes, because I can't think of any voters, group of voters who are going to change their minds about who to support as a result of an alliance between these two groups. All right, let me bring into this conversation Samkele Maseko, who is a political journalist here at the SABC. Samkele, one of the things that we saw, of course, was certainly a downplaying of this meeting in terms of, you know, the official message from the ANC and whether or not there was even a need for them to speak about it. Essentially, that meeting was very important and was essential uh, to happen because former President Zuma did have uh, to have some leaders, not only within the governing party, going to him and speaking to him about the importance of obeying and respecting the constitutional court judgment that he has to appear before the Deputy Chief Justice after the State Capture Commission of Inquiry. If we look at the response of President Sir Ramaphosa, he says that Former President Zuma was essential in drafting the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa and must be given time and space uh, to think about uh, his actions and particularly knowing that he's receiving various counsels from different individuals. And what essentially came out of that particular meeting is the magnitude of the discussions, the mere fact that uh, Julius Malema and his delegation that went to Uganda did not address any press briefing after their engagement with the former president tells you that they may have either reached a stalemate or they have left it to the former president, uh, J.G. Zuma, to communicate the discussions and the resolutions that were taken in that meeting that they have. And also the presence of senior counsel advocate Dalimbofu in that particular meeting because it's not yet clear whether he was there in his capacity as a member of the EFF or he was there in his capacity as a senior counsel who's also mm-hmm. part of the former president's legal team that uh, usually works with uh, Gamabuza Eching. 
Let's talk about the role that Mzwandile Masina played in facilitating this uh, meeting. We also saw Tony and Geni there and what that is likely to do for the two in terms of any official uh, processes or follow-ups that might come from within the governing party should they decide to take this issue on. The issue of Mzwandile Masina being present in that meeting, but understand that Mzwandile Masina's political career at a national level was essentially built by the former president when he made him the convener of the ANC Youth League, passed him and subsequently made him the deputy minister of trade and industry, and subsequently played a role in Ekuruleni being in support of the former president and, and in support of Fatou Sankosa going to the 2017 National Conference of the African National Congress. So Mzwandile Masina has essentially always been seen as a Zuma man in Gauteng amongst those who were against the former president in the problem. So Mzandila Masina is very close to Jacob Zuma and was seen as a fixer uh, going to that meeting. And also it points to the fact that if we had noticed over a period of months that uh, you've seen the tweets by the likes of uh, the former president, the likes of those who are close uh, to President Jacob Zuma and the number of likes that Julius Malema had for those particular tweets. You saw the support that Julius Malema had for individuals like Antile Lungisa, who are a strong man of uh, the former president, and the closeness of Tony Ngeni to these younger leaders of the African National Congress, like Mzandile uh, Masina, like Shigile Mbalula, and particularly when you look at how he addressed them in one of uh, the birthdays he had, and saying that he's uh, essentially bowing down in the next conference of the ANC, and this younger generation essentially has to take over the reins of the African National Congress. It's no secret that Tony Ngeni is also close uh, to Julius Malema and would uh, have been part of this particular uh, delegation going to uh, to speak to the former president because Tony Ngeni has also been uh, a firm supporter of the former president. He also mm. looked at his actions at the 2017 National Conference and it's no secret that uh, he is no fan of the current administration. All right, Samkele Maseko, let's leave it there. Uh, Professor Friedman, let me wrap it up with you then. When it comes to some of the speculation over the weekend in, in the newspapers around this recalibration, effectively around factions that could well be taking place, uh, what is the likelihood of that? Well, Kathy, it would have to be informal because, um, you know, people have asked, you know, will there be a new alliance? Well, uh, alliance with who? Um, you know, Jacob Zuma is not a political party. Um, he's a former head of a political party, but he doesn't even hold any office uh, in the ANC. So there can't be any... For- There's no such thing as a... As the, you know, we talk about the Zuma faction and it exists, uh, you know, but it doesn't have offices and it can't enter into an alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't think there's going to be... Uh, you know, there, there, there may be... You know, in the, it, it may look more obvious in public, but I repeat what I said at the beginning. Um, you know, EFF, particularly in 19, 2019, before the pandemic uh, distracted attention, uh, the EFF's views in public and those of Jacob Zuma's supporters in the ANC were identical. So, so what this is doing, if it, if it goes anywhere, is that it's simply making public, as I said at the beginning, something which has been happening behind the scenes for a long time. So we may well see them saying the same things. We may well see them uh, agreeing with each other in public. Uh, but, I mean, I'm not sure what that recalibrates, uh, except that it brings into the public, as I say, that which has been 
happening slightly behind the scenes over the last couple of years. All right, Professor Friedman, thank you for your time. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to leave it there with you for this morning. It's 10.30. Let me go to news headlines and I'll be back with more on uh, today's agenda after this.